Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Wesley. I'm joined by co-host Jeff. Oh, yeah. And not joined by recently demoted to guest host, Weto. I'm so sad. I don't know who's more sad, me or him. Oh, we're we're going to be hurting for one-liners today, boy. Yeah, the, our one-liners are not here today, so our star left tackle's gone today, boys. <laughs> We might let a couple things slip through the cracks. We're, we're going to do our best. I know we got our fan favorite is missing. And a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. We're recording the day be- on Thanksgiving Eve here. Weto had uh, some family comes first, man. He's And a shout out to little Evan. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, dude. All right. Moving right in to the week 11 review. First and foremost, the match of the week. Billy Butcher's boys defeated the Tiger Kings 165 to 134. Yeah, with this matchup, we called it game of the week because this had a lot of playoff implications. Both teams were pretty much already locked themselves into the playoffs. But like I said before the week, I thought this matchup was going to be the one that decides a first round bye. And Billy Butcher's boys took it. He got the 2-0. and And our buddy Tiger Kings over here got the 1-1. and And I feel like for Billy Butcher's boys, this might pretty much seal up the 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 bye. Yeah, I... I I think it seals it for them, you know. Twin Thunder and Billy Butcher's boys are at the top. They Both of them would have to go like 0-4 for someone to sneak in. So he's pretty much locked up. Yeah, not, not much of a chance for Billy Butcher's boys to, I mean, he'd, have, he'd really have to fall apart to lose the bye here. And, and as much as I've been, you know, I think I'm on the podcast saying, hey, when when I get the semifinals, because the, the rule we had this year was the, <laughs> the top seed gets to choose who they play. It's like if if I'm the top seed, I don't care if you're the two seed. You're fake news. I'm playing you in the semifinals. I'm taking you out. And this week he put up like 165. He's so up and down. He put up 100 the week before 165 this week. I'm kind of getting scared. I I might want to wait to the championship to play this yeah, dude. That, I mean like and I mean just looking ahead at some of the matchups and like one of the things that we will get to later is like you look at some of the matchups he's got coming and like. Going into the playoffs, it looks a little scary from him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got good matchups and he has a good team. If they stay healthy, he's you're gonna have to go through him to win a championship. The second match of the week, Weekend Warriors defeated Alta Cat one thirty seven to one thirty three. He Weekend Warriors snuck it by at one thirty seven, got the two point win, exactly what he needed to do, and he's looking he's looking pretty good. Just guy has to keep on winning to maintain his playoff positioning. Yeah, there was a little bit of good luck on one side and a lot of bad luck on the other side. And you called this one before last week that this was a potential game of the week, and that's actually what it turned into. Weekend Warriors squeaked out the 2-0, and put himself in a good spot for the playoffs. And AltaCat just missed the median by a point. This is the highest score we've seen that didn't make the median at 133. Second week in a row, I think I made the median by one point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Dalvin Cook somehow was the difference on that one. But He always is. Alta Cat with the 0-2 this week. He's the outside looking in with two weeks left. That that one hurts. He needed a 1-1 one one on this one. Instant Karma defeated Green Bastards 116-110. to 110. What we called a possible toilet bowl preview uh instant karma got a one point win and 
without the two point win and everything going his way, more than likely that puts him on the outside looking in playoff wise. Yeah, what's best case scenario is what twelve points for him. That's not going to be enough for the playoffs. This when I look at it is like who cares? I I didn't even look at it when I saw their scores were really low. Like it it doesn't have any anything to do with the playoff race or anything like that. He's got instant karma has Eckler possibly coming back this week. Yeah, that's awesome, but it's a little too late. The Rhinos snuck by in another one point win, defeating the Bums one hundred four to ninety seven. So the Bums again under a hundred points. Do you think the Rhinos are kind of starting to worry? Because right now they're sitting at the three seed. The last two weeks without McCaffrey, they're putting up around a hundred points. I mean, the way I look at it, if you if he had McCaffrey, he's looking at you know a one thirty four one forty week. McCaffrey came back for one week, scored 36 points, got hurt. If McCaffrey's back this week, which is still on the table, I mean, he's... I think he's out this week. I mean, now it doesn't. it's not a huge difference for him because he's already locked a playoff spot. He's just got to hope and pray that he's got McCaffrey for three weeks. Three weeks for the playoffs, that's what he needs. Yeah, at least in the playoffs. I, and I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that the Carolina Panthers are going to sit there and bench somebody because they're out of it. Just to you know, get a better draft spot. No, I no, they're not doing that. But they have a bye week next week. McCaffrey's at practice with the red jersey on, like no contact. So I think they're going to give him an extra week off. Yeah, he'll I be mean, back week fourteen. Yeah, they do have the bye. So I mean, if they give him one more week, it would probably put him in there fully healthy and ready to go for fourteen, right into the playoffs where. That is exactly where Instant Karma needs him. Well, not Instant Karma, the Rhinos. I'll tell you right now. Uh, luckily, I'm not. I'm gonna get a buy, but I wouldn't want to be somebody in the first round that gets stuck playing Rhinos because he's gonna have Mahomes back, McCaffrey back, most likely. He's he's got he's got good players behind him. So, fifth game of the week, Twin Thunder defeated Armed Rodgery one fifty six to one forty three. This game, I think we had you the sleeper had you as a sixty point favorite at one point. And at on and to be honest, towards the end of the game on Monday night, I thought Armed Rodri was going to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, all the disrespect we gave him last week came <laughs> back to bite me right there. I mean, I still got the win, but he put up a lot of points. One forty three. He had Robert Woods go off. Michael Thomas with a new quarterback has resurged. I mean, I watched the beginning of the Saints game and. I was happy and sad at the same time. So I'm watching it, and Michael Thomas literally got, like, the first six passes, five of them were thrown to Michael Thomas. And I was like, cool, Michael Thomas is back. I don't have him, but cool, he's back. And then I'm watching the game, and I'm like, hey, uh, can we get Noodle Arm back? Like, Kamara hasn't caught a pass all uh, game, and he didn't even catch one. I, I was I was very surprised that the Biggest, the biggest detriment on the team to having Taysom Hill play quarterback was Alvin Kamara. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I've been riding Kamara all year because he's gold, especially with Breeze. But if my, if our trade deadline was this week, I'd trade him. And I'm not saying I would trade him for like peanuts, but if someone would give me like, you know, a solid RB1 or low end RB2 for him. Because I don't think Breeze is coming back. That's the problem. Was it at this point? Like he has more broken ribs than people have ribs. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, 
he's got 11 fractured ribs now. I was like, oh, shit, we got 11? Like, <laughs> it's like, damn. I, d- I didn't even know we had that many ribs. Yeah, that's that's insane. A, I just, and a punctured lung. I'm not even kidding. I'm, I'm scared for, not for my fantasy team overall, but Alvin Kamara is a floor 20 points. Like, his low end is 20 points normally. Mm-hmm. This week he had one target, zero catches, he normally doesn't get a lot of run the work anyway. salvaged his entire week. Yeah. I mean, even 10 points, which we look at, that's complete failure from Alvin Kamara. The touchdown at least gave him the 10 points. Yeah, the tight end, uh, Taysom Hill's got to go back to the tight end spot. I mean, we got to get Breeze back, throwing these dump offs scared for his life because I'm going to need that. Yeah, at least he didn't play Jared Cook. Hey, uh... Can we, <laughs> so for the listeners, this whole Jared Cook thing, like right before, right before the game started, I'm looking at the waiver wires and I was like, Jared Cook's on the waivers as one of the top tight ends on the waivers. And he's got a new quarterback who likes to throw over the middle of the field. I was like, oh, Jared Cook's a good play this week. So I send it in the the little podcast group chat we have here. And I was like, hey, I just want to say before the show that I got Jared Cook this week as a relevant tight end. And with if Taysom Hill's his quarterback, moving on, he's going to be relevant. And then he gets one catch. And, and I told you, if it didn't work out, it's completely blaming it on you on the podcast. Yeah, so we, we didn't reference to it yet. But after I sent that, uh, Wesley over here, his tight end was on a bye and he was playing a streamer. He aud- He dropped his streamer, picked him up. And he was like, if this doesn't work, it's on you. And he got one catch for six yards, and I was watching the game like, oh, shit, this is going on there. I mean, luckily it didn't help me. Like, even if I had played Trey Burton, I think it was, who, who I had, like he had maybe around 10 points. It still wouldn't have won me my week. Yeah, so and it Trey, doesn't really matter. Trey Burton scored a touchdown, but he only had two catches. Like, he's trash, too. Like, yeah, he scored a touchdown, but come on, they're both trash. Whatever. Let's move on to that. So NWO defeated the Goldfish 137 to 71. The tarot cards, the saber metrics, the wizardry didn't pay off this week. NWO got the two point win, which is what I said had to happen for him to stay in this playoff race. And this NWO just has to keep winning now. Yeah, like last week you were like, it's a must win, NWO. Same thing you did the week before. That's why I thought you were kind of going to jinx him, but. I mean, it was a good double win. That's what he needed. Goldfish went back to where he normally is with his his 71 points. And I just want to hear from NWO. What do you got to say about this, Widow? Aw, man. Never mind. Sorry, I forgot. But, yeah, it was a good double win. He's actually in the playoffs now, right? He's at the sixth seed? Is that where he's at? I think it is the sixth seed he's in. Because he had the more. I think he's tied in record with. uh, Armed Rodgery. Armed Rodgery. He's one game ahead of Altec and now. he has the points on armed Rodri. Yeah, and that's the thing. So he's in the slot now. He's in the last seed, and he has a lot more points than the guys around him. So these last two weeks, if he could at least go two and two, I think he's going to be in. And I'm rooting for him since he's on the podcast. Normally, <laughs> standings overview. So we're gonna. I'm going to read down the standings. We have three teams that after week eleven sealed up playoff spots. Starting with Twin Thunder at 19 points, Billy Butcher's Boys at 18 points, Rhinos at 16 points, all in the playoffs. The seeding isn't set yet. I mean, there's two weeks to play. You know, stuff could happen and change seeding. Still looking for seeding is Tiger Kings with 15 points, 
And now here's where it gets interesting. At 5, 6, 7, and 8, you have the Weekend Warriors at 12 points. New World Order at 11. Armed Rodri, 11 points. AltaCat, 10 points. I, and I know we're going to get to it with our our Week 12 preview, but New World Order versus Arm Rodri, they're both a... I can't wait for this They're one. both 11-11. Both we had the Week 1 drama. We're calling this the rematch. And no matter what happens, they're playing each other, so I don't want to hear it at the end of the year. Whoever wins this and gets in the playoffs, there's no excuses. It's going to come down to this week, and I know I'm getting a little ahead, but this is easily game of the week. It has the most importance next for this week. Oh, absolutely. That The winner, I mean, the way you have to look at it, the winner probably gets a playoff spot. Yeah, no, I, I guarantee the winner gets a playoff spot the way all this is looking. And like you said, with the top four kind of already in the playoffs, Weekend Warriors is at 12 wins, and he's one point ahead of the next two in line. He controls his own destiny. If he, he wins a couple more, he's going to be in. But the problem with him is he cannot slip up because he's the lowest in points out of all these guys. So he can't slip up. He just can't. Now, rounding out our bottom four teams, you know, who cares? Mainly playing for toilet bowl seating where they will get to choose matchups. Yeah, you want to explain it? I know I have already, but go ahead and explain it to the listeners. Yeah, I mean, so we'll have a, even going into the toilet bowl, you have the six teams going in. So you're, if you're the, top toilet bowl player with the best, the most points you're going to get to choose your matchup. Yeah. So that week, the first week of the toilet bowl, if you were the seventh seed overall out of 12, you get to choose your opponent and we're doing the same thing for the regular playoffs. So that's, what's so fun about it is I'm excited to see who's like, I got you. I'm going to beat you. And the best part is when they start picking the bums and, uh, goldfish and they start losing, I'm going to be crying, laughing. I'm going to be dying. That was the best. That was, what I was thinking about, like, if I was able to sneak into the third seed over uh, over the Rhinos, man, I'd be a little worried about, you know, picking my player and then losing the game. And I was like, man, I picked my own loss. All right, so let's get into it. Let's say, right now you're sitting at the fourth seed and you're one point away from the three seed. You've got more points than the three seed. If you get the third seed overall out of all these teams that are close to the playoffs, who are you going to take in the first round? I want to get into it. Yeah, without without just straight up looking at the matchups right now just to make sure, I believe, based on our seeding, I would probably choose the Weekend Warriors just off their running backs. Yeah, because he's, he's a little low on running backs, and that's what you're going off of, right? Like, he's got good receivers, good quarterback, this and that. But And, and then I think two of his running backs, you have Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. They're Now they're playing, I don't even know who the quarterback, I don't even know who the guy is. They're not even starting Ryan Finley. It's some other dude. It's so sad, too, because T. Higgins has been amazing. Tyler Boyd's been amazing. Drop all your Bengals. Yeah. You like, do not want to play him. I have T. Higgins, and now I have to sit him on the bench. The The offensive line's terrible. They have a backup quarterback who's not going to be able to make plays like Joe Burrow did. It It's just, and don't play is, him. And this is where, you know, we've got a, a couple of segments at the end. We're going to get into the football like we did last week, but... We're going to sprinkle it in here because my roster specifically, I've been playing T. Higgins the last few weeks, and now I have to I have to pivot. As I always say, pivot, baby. We got to pivot. And this this week, you know, my best pivot option is Devontae Parker, and he scares me too. Like, sit Tua's ass on the bench, put Fitzmagic in so we can get rolling here with, yeah. with Devontae Parker. I mean, if Fitzpatrick plays, 
Devontae Parker's a great play. Yeah. Last year, he won me a ship. Like, he was on the waivers, and the second half of the season, it's like uh, it's like uh, Keenan Allen getting passes. He's getting targeted so many times, Devontae Parker, when, when Fitzmagic's in. It's insane. And Parker's got to be one of those guys, if you're like those DraftKings dudes or whatever, you know how much less that has to cost if Devontae, over the past few weeks, playing with Tua? Yeah, and, and for the DFS guys... And and the reason that we're we're gonna start sprinkling a little DFS because as we get more and more listeners, we get more and more suggestions. And Arizona, you can't do it yet. You can't bet on DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff. But we got listeners worldwide, nationwide, baby. So these guys are asking about DFS. Hey, what about this guy? You know, what about these guys that are cheaper on the on the you know the money list? If this What's Devontae Parker's probably way under these top 20 guys. Oh, yeah. And definitely. if it's Magic comes in, that's that's where you guys pivot. That's where you go. And what we love about the our standings here, we're two weeks from the playoffs. There's four points on the board. There's still a lot of chance for shakeup. And I, I can't wait to see how this plays out. Yeah, and that's what's fun about this, too, is We've referenced to it about how we how we do the one point for the win or loss and one point for the median. Now that it's towards the end of the year, if it was just a win or a loss, like you could pretty much already predict who's going to be in the playoffs. Right now, it's insane. Like not only do you have to win your matchup, you have to get the points too. You can't just squeak I'm, in. I'm at 15 points. I haven't sealed a playoff spot. If I went 0 and 4, there's still a scenario where I don't make it. That's what, but I mean, I'm just saying that's what I love about it is that yeah. it, this two point thing, it, it completely changes it. The people in the playoffs are probably the top six teams. You know, the playoffs are going to be good because those teams are good. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I made a lot of good changes as commission this year. And there was a lot of pushback. I'm telling you, we had people leave the league over, over this the two point, over the two point thing. We had people leave the league. And a lot of guys weren't on board with the kicker thing. Like, I just, you know, I tried to do the kicker thing last year at the draft, like two years ago. I was like, hey, guys, like, I'm tired of kickers. Like, let's do a vote. Who wants kickers and who doesn't want kickers? We did a vote. They wanted kickers. And the same dudes that voted the kickers were the ones like, man, what, like, I had a root for this guy on Monday night and he only got three points. Like, it's been so much better with, and without I think kickers. I've always maintained if you're going to be a commissioner of a fantasy league, you need to run it like a dictator. There's yeah. no voting allowed. You just make the decisions and what you think's best. Try it out. If it doesn't work, you you know you revert it next year. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I was definitely scared to make these changes because I've never played in a league like this with the Fab too. That was that's a new thing. I've never done that either. And I was like, all right, we're gonna try it because. I want to have the elite league, which we do. And I was like, I want this to be elite. If it doesn't work, if this two-point thing was complete trash, I would have went back next year to something else. I'm almost convinced Billy Butcher's boys like tricked someone into leaving the league so he could get a spot in it. So he could just try it out? Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what happened. So Billy Butcher's boys, just a little insider here. He's the commissioner of the other league like we've referenced before. But... All this drama about, you know, all these changes I was making before the season, a lot of it had to do with him going around to people saying, hey, like, you guys want to do this little 
kitty cat thing? Like, you're going to give somebody an extra win for scoring a lot of points? Like, let's let's just give trophies to everyone, this and that. So he got in a couple of people's heads, you know, and we had one guy that left the league over it, and he's telling him, hey, hey, you should leave, you know, this Not is trash. This is trash, you know. And then the guy leaves the league, and he's like, hey, can I get in? And I'm like, yup. Like, <laughs> he just snuck right in. So commish. For the commish's loser of the week. Oh, man. To me, there was only one pick, and I believe you're going to make that pick. Yeah, I mean... Who's the loser of the week? Last week, there was some drama on who was my loser of the week and and this and that, but it's Altacat, baby. Like, as a wise guy always says, you my dude, but I'm sorry, Altacat. (laughs) You're loser of the week, and it's it's not on point production because you put up a lot. It's, It's solely based on it's the playoff race right now. You needed at least one win. And you went 0-2. I know, I know a lot of luck has to do with it, but you went 0-2. You have 10 wins. You're outside looking in, and you needed at least one win. Like, it it hurts. I know that it's hurts. It's possible that this is why Weddo is the true reason that he's not here today. No, that it's is why. This is his guy. No, that is why. Because he there was no way he was going to come in here and, and say anything bad about his dude. There's no way. Don't. <laughs> Those guys are as close as you could get to another dude without it being questionable. So right? <laughs> to put to put this in perspective, a number of weeks ago, this guy was nine and three. He's now ten and twelve. So can we break it down though? Like, why did this happen? I know he's had some injuries. So he had Aaron Jones going off for him for a while. He wouldn't trade Aaron Jones for he wouldn't trade Aaron Jones for Kamara, Kyler Murray, and my firstborn kid. Like at one point, I understand it at some point because like people look at, I think it was week two, Aaron Jones scored 30 something, 40 points, whatever it was. And people like to hang on that. They, they'll sit there and hang on a great game that a player has and just expect it week after week. And for the most part, Aaron Jones, after, after having 40 points has maintained the 10, 12, 15 point games. Well, and that's the hardest thing about fantasy is when you get a guy that's so productive, you're so a lot of people go solely on name. You know, Lamar Jackson is the biggest example I can go with. I don't really like the Aaron Jones example that much because Aaron Jones is still good. And and to, and and also to keep it in perspective for listeners, the reason this is like the loser of the week is he dropped from the fifth seed to the eighth seed. He's on the outside looking in. The he has to have a lot of stuff happen for him to make it into the playoffs at this point. Yeah, just, you know, at one point he was the number two seed, and that was deep into the year. You know, you said he was 9-3. and three. I think he was the number two seed for a week, and it fell off from there, but I'm, I'm just going to give nine, a little... He's, he was 9-3, and three and he's gone 1-9 and nine since being 9-3. and three. Well, I'm looking at his roster right now, and, and last week he had a couple guys on a bye, like he had Allen Robinson on a bye, Cole Beasley on a bye, who's actually been giving him some points, but... Where where it's hurting him and his roster is he's got Jalen Rager, Noah Fant, Hardman. Those guys are kind of hurting him, you know. Thielen's dominant. Got COVID now. I think he now. just dropped Hardman today. Okay. And then Zeke. Zeke last week, obviously I'm wrong about Zeke for, for at least a week. Zeke put up 20 points. Aaron Jones, 17. Roethlisberger, 20. Thielen with 34. Is is Thielen that good, or is he is he kind of touchdown dependent? I mean, he's going off every week, but 
How how often can you get two touchdowns? I really like Thielen though. He's that he gets a lot of the targets. Yeah, I mean, Ju- I mean Justin Jefferson's the guy. Like he almost every game he feels like that dude that's getting like the long shot. So but Thielen Thielen's the guy you can count on. Like you know, 10, 11, 12 targets a game. Are the is is this just me or are the Vikings very matchup dependent on what you're doing with these guys? Because if they're up and Dalvin Cook's eating like he normally does. Those guys are out. Like, ju- ju- you no, know, I you mean, can't the, bench them, but the Vikings have a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're down, Justin Jefferson and Thielen are are perfect guy plays. But if they're up two touchdowns, those guys don't even get looks because if you can't stop Dalvin Cook, they don't care. They're gonna they're gonna feed it to him 30 times, and and it's it's gonna be it. They don't even care. So, moving on with the Week 12 preview, the first and foremost match of the week. NWO armed Rodri winner probably makes it to the show. This I don't I haven't even looked at the week 13 matchups, but I guarantee this is going to be the most important matchup between the last two weeks. And I know just in our league, people couldn't wait for this. This was the first game of the year. It's a rematch from the first game of the year. There was a little bit of drama, a little bit uh a little bit of scoring shenanigans. We should get into it because I don't think we've gotten into the scoring and being the commish, I, I had to defend myself and people th- still think I'm wrong on it, but you could go either way. We're going to break it down because, so what happened is week one, NWO and Arm Rodri played. And what I did in the sleeper app is last year I had everything set up the way I wanted it. They have a little setting when you do your defensive settings that you can go to ESPN settings or Yahoo settings and it just, you know, whatever they do for their defenses, it does for a sleeper. And I believe the year before I did ESPN's uh, default settings and this year I did the same. Well, apparently ESPN changed their default defense settings to where your defense lets up points based on if they get scored on and they also let up points based on the amount of yardage they get scored on. And the year before, we didn't play with the yardage. We never did that before, so, right? I mean, long story short, you didn't see that. Right. The setting, the settings weren't what you intended. Week one got played with those settings. You announced you were going to change the settings to the intended scoring. I, I mean, I know a lot of, you know, you can be on the fence one way or the other, but you decided to maintain the score as it was in week one. And then from then out, from then on, everyone scores from week two on. We're going to be on the new scoring system. Yeah. So the the biggest drama was from it was that Arm Rodri originally won by less than a point, and then when I changed the settings to where the defense isn't getting docked for yards, it automatically changed the points, which in turn had NWO winning by less than a point, and it changed the wins and losses and all that. And I was like, nah. And, nah. and I think people were, there was people giving Armed Rodri so much shit in the chat that he was he was asking you to take the win from him. Yeah, like a few weeks after Armed Rodri's in the chat and texting me like, I'm tired of these dudes. Just give him the win. I'm better than him anyway. And I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the drama. And I didn't let it happen. I left it as the week one that it was. But all in all, this is what it's coming to. This is the match. If you're better NWO, Get the win. If you're better, Arm Rodri, 
get the win. It's or the two point win. Yeah, I mean this, this is this is the week you need the two point win. Yeah, and that's what I I expect the winner of this match to get the two point win. Who do you got? Because NWO's got people coming back. He has Chris Carson who should be back this week. He had Diggs on a bye last week. I'm going to give the edge to NWO. Yeah, I'm going to give the edge to NWO also, but I think it's going to be close because Armed Rodri has people that are all of a sudden producing. Like Woods is going off. Michael Thomas is back. I think what might get him is the Tyler Boyd issue. It might. It might not. This I, guy might target him like crazy. We don't know yet. Yeah, I just don't I don't expect it. I like I if you if you have uh who are the Bengals playing this week, the Giants? Yeah. You should play that defense. You would play the Giants defense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I would too. I'd play they're, the they're Giants solid. defense in a heartbeat against that's the another, That's another DFS thing. I'm sure the Giants aren't. Because if you look at the Giants record, you would think they have a trash defense. But they're not that bad. No, and they have a corner who usually shuts down at least one player game. And if they put that corner on Boyd or they put him on T. Higgins, that player ain't. That what, player's not getting the catches. What about A.J. Green? I thought he was the elite number one in Cincy. Oh, come on now. <laughs> that dude just he caught his first touchdown for the year last week. All right, so, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be watching this NWO arm Rodri more than my own matchup. Like, I'm, we're not at mine yet, but I got a bye week, so I'm going to watch theirs. Tiger Kings versus the Bums. We got a Bums upset? We got a Bums upset? He, he might have Mostert coming back. He might score over 100 points. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> so are you I, saying you're going to win? Are you guaranteeing a victory, Wes? I I will borderline guarantee. I don't like to. Don't say I, borderline. Nah, are you guaranteeing a victory? I'm, I'm not a big one. I'm like, because I feel like the karma thing, dude. Like, if I sit here. That's and, what's fun about this. Yeah, like, it, I, I, I mean, that's just not me, though. I know. And I, what I'm hoping for is I just, I'm hoping I get that two-point win and just seal up my playoff spot. I'm hoping Rhinos has a lesser week and I can get into that three spot at the, you know, at the least. Come on. Let's be real. It's a blowout. It's a blowout. Tiger Kings blows out the bums, whatever. Even if you have a bad week, he doesn't put up over no, 100. I, mean, so. I have players with good matchups. I've been running this Terry McLaurin-Gibson combo all year. Yeah. And they have a solid matchup against Dallas. I'm hoping on Thursday I have a pretty good idea how I'm going to look on Thursday. No, after Thursday you got, hey, is he hurt, by the way, McLaurin? I he, saw a questionable he, tag. He was questionable. I don't. So far, it's nothing I'm worried about. So you're not you're not worried about pivoting away from him. I mean, yeah, I obviously mean, it's your first game of the week, so you I don't gotta, have to worry about. If it. I got to pivot away, I got a pretty deep bench. Yeah, I'm not too worried. So wait, before you move on, I just want to get into it. That that's what's good about this little podcast we got going with the three of us. That's the difference. Is Wes? You know, he could have the best squad in the world, and he's like, I'm not guaranteeing anything because I don't want to lose. That's going to be the reason I lose in the playoffs. I'm talking <laughs> shit to everybody. Like, I got the best team, and y'all know it. I'm going to beat all of you. And that's why I'm probably going to lose in the first round when I get in there. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Weekend Warriors versus Instant Karma. Uh, is there Was there any chance on Instant Karma with having Eckler back? Eckler might be back. So I read that they're going to take him off of IR. So if they're taking him off of IR... I intend he'll at least dress and be on the field. You know, they might ease him into it. Yeah, because if he has Eckler back, I mean, this dude's a toilet bowl champion, easy. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I mean, not even, not, I guess, not toilet bowl champion. He'll be out of the toilet bowl first round because he'll win and right. get out of the toilet bowl. Right, and and this is one we don't want to overlook because a lot of these matchups, 
there, there's only a couple matchups that have real significance for the playoffs. This is actually one of them. Instant Karma, he's not playing for a playoff spot, but he's playing to ruin his buddy's his buddy's time. And Weekend Warriors should win this, but I, I think it's going to be close. I expect a lot of tilting from the Weekend Warriors in chat. <laughs> that, that I love the Weekend Warriors in oh, the chat. There ain't anyone that tilts more than him about how much he hates a player and then loves him in two minutes later. Yeah, so I'm sitting there in the card room playing poker. Love that shit. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching the game at the same time, this uh, Monday night game. Bra- was it Monday or Sunday night game with Brady? I, I think it was the Monday night okay. game with Brady. On the Monday night game, Weekend Warriors needs this median win so bad. He knows it. And he's only like three or four points off from the median and it's the fourth quarter and he's in the chat like i hate brady he's a he's horrible i hate him and then like not even a minute later he's like i love brady (laughs) (laughs) i love the tilting that i mean that but to me that's what makes fantasy fun dude yeah i mean it's the you have you have dudes doing that they're and you hope we have every kind of personality in this league yeah and and that's honestly i got to give a shout out to the guys in the league you're all my guys. You know, I, I I always say it, but these guys are in the chat talking shit. There's been more trades than I've ever seen. This is, I know I've said it. I'm going to keep saying it. This is the most fun I've had playing fantasy football. Absolutely. Twin Thunder versus Goldfish. And the big question here is, did the commish set this up for himself? Of course I did. Playing Goldfish <laughs> twice in one year. Yeah, so the reason that uh, Wes is referencing to this is because Goldfish, you know, I'm going to give Goldfish credit. Last year, he made the playoffs. So everyone that hates on Goldfish, you know, he has a decent track record. I don't think he has a ship. But the reason this is getting referenced is because at the beginning of the year, me and Goldfish, I think, played week yeah week one we played. So it we've played everybody. Now it's on to the second set of matchups. And somebody accused me of, of doctoring up the schedule in my favor <laughs> because I was going to play Goldfish twice. And I mean... Yeah, you could say it. I mean, I whooped up on basically everyone this year, so but yeah, I yeah, mean, I'll take a double win on Goldfish. That's fine. Yeah, maybe we need something like that Sunday night flex next year where you like flexing some of the <laughs> matchups as as needed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like if I was making the schedule, I would have I would have put Goldfish on the bums on against me every week, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and but, so Goldfish made the playoffs last year. Yeah. So, and, like, for reference, I didn't play in this league last year. I'm I'm a new. He's a returning. I'm a returning guy. Yeah. I I won I won this league a few years ago before it was renamed into the below average gentleman league. Before it was renamed, recommissioned, and and taken to the next level. Now, the next game here, Alta Cat versus Green Bastards, and I I know we forgot to mention is that Alta Cat didn't make the playoffs last year. Okay. So. So Let, this might be two years running. All right, so let's get into that then. I hate to do this to you, Altacat, but we're like pivoting back to Commissioner's Loser of the Week. I'm sorry. You're going to get it twice. But last week, this guy, I mean, last year, Altacat didn't make the playoffs. This year, he's on the outside looking in for the playoffs. If he misses two years in a row, as much talk as he does about how, you know, he, he is knowledgeable in football, but he's had a lot on his plate. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his life. Maybe you got to do more research, buddy. Maybe you got to, you know, start getting into it because Green Bastards made the playoffs last year. Goldfish made the playoffs last year. So if they made the playoffs last year and you missed it two years in a row, what what does that actually say? You know? So you have Alta Cat versus the Green Bastards. 
Now, the Green Bastards, as much as like they're looking at Toilet Bowl, they still put up points us- usually every week. They they stay in the run every game they're in. And if he, it's a potential knockout blow to Ultacat here. Yeah, so we talked about it last week. Green Bastards has put a squad together. He started making trades. He's definitely not in the playoffs. He's not going to make the playoffs, but he put a decent squad together, and I wouldn't want to play him right now to get into the playoffs. He's got DJ Swift coming back from a concussion. That guy's taking over. J.D. McKissick had a bad week last week, but he's in the lineup. He's got Russell Wilson that's always putting up. Mike Evans, Mari Cooper, David Montgomery coming back. He can easily win this matchup. I'm not I'm not going to predict it either way, but if Altacat doesn't get a 2-0 this week, he's out. He's out. I'm telling you right now. So that's our Week 12 preview. Now moving on to uh, some of our fantasy talk. Now the great fantasy debate. One of the reasons I brought this up is because I knew between Jeff here and Weto, who was supposed to be here, that these guys love... They love Murray. They're hometown hero here. You got Kyler Murray. So what's... Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so, so rest of season, Mahomes versus Murray. Murray's currently the number one quarterback. Yeah, so when... So Wes will send us, you know, the little, the little great debate topics, and this is hard for me. I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I have Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, so it's easy for me to be biased. And I'm going to be biased. I'm, I'm going to take Kyler Murray here. But it was hard. I, I did extensive research on this. And it's really even. If you look at it, these are easily the top two quarterbacks. These are easily. What's Murray's matchups look like? So because this, so Mahomes, what we're looking at is he's going against Tampa Bay, Denver, Miami, New Orleans. And then now here's the big one. If you make it into the championship with Mahomes, he's got Atlanta. Oh, I mean, yeah. You're looking at a killer oh, yeah. game. Yeah, if if you have Mahomes on your fantasy roster and you make it to Week 16 championship football and they play the Atlanta Falcons, I don't care what the what the rest of your team looks like. If the Rhinos, if the Rhinos were somehow able to make it into Week 16 and you got to play that, you're in trouble. So for this debate, we're going on who would you rather have fantasy football-wise from now until Week 17, correct? Or week 16. Week 16. Okay, week 16. So it's very even. You know, Kyler Murray, you asked what his matchup looks like. He has New England this week, the Rams, the Giants, Eagles, Niners, Ram, uh, Rams again, but that's week 17. So they both have, you know, t- you know, I want to say tough matchups, but... I'm a little worried about your New England matchup coming up because I, Murray's, he he's a little bum. Like his shoulder's a little bummed out at the moment. I mean... I blew my AC joint. I'm fine. I'm still throwing up 300 on the bench. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so is are you saying Kyler Murray is going to score less than 25 this week? Yeah. What is he going to score? Less than 23? I I would put <laughs> I'd put Kyler Murray I I would say low 20s this week. I think they're going to bet. Tr- I think they're going to try to rely on the ground game. Weddle's not here for these fucking water bets. Like I got I got a 20 piece right now. He gets 25 or more. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So under Can't shake on it, but yeah, there it is. So his matchups, you know, Kyler's got decent matchups. They both. So in New England's a New England is notorious for taking away your number one option. So I expect 
I mean, who else is New England going to target besides DeAndre Hopkins? No, no, they're definitely going to try and shut down DeAndre Hopkins. And they're notorious for shutting down at least one option on the field. But the good thing about the Cardinals is they have a lot more going on. And the reason I took Murray over Mahomes is because of what you're saying. If they take away his options, he can run. He has 19 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. Mahomes has to be one of the few guys in the league where it doesn't matter the matchup. This dude's performing. Well, since you're going to get into that, Kyler is the same way. I I put it down here. You know, the only, it's kind of anomaly for Mahomes, but he did have a 14-point fantasy week, and that was against Denver, and he plays Denver in two weeks. So do I think that's going to happen again? No, but his low numbers, Mahomes had a 14-week, a 24, a 24, a 25, 26, Everything but the 14, that's not really a low. I'll take 25 every week, you know. Like, But his highs are insane. You know, he has a 39, 47. a 47, a 48. So Mahomes' ceiling is insane. If that, if you get a 50-point week out of a quarterback, how can you lose? And if this Tampa Bay game, say, week 12 goes into a shootout or something, like, I get it. Tampa Bay's defense is good. Denver's defense ain't bad. Miami, a very underrated defense. So he's got some tough defensive matches coming up, but he's he's matchup proof. Yeah, he's matchup proof, and he might put up a hundred on Atlanta. Let's be real. <laughs> so, going, but going into the championship week, man. Oh man, I would love to have Mahomes week sixteen. Like, and that's what I'm saying. If Rhinos, who has Mahomes, if they if they get into that championship week, you might as well just seal it. Yeah, if he gets into the championship week with, with Mahomes McCaffrey against Mahomes. Atlanta. If Mahomes is, I mean, uh, if McCaffrey's healthy, that's a lock, dude. I'm telling you. like, But I'm going to tell you right now, Rhinos, I'm not letting you in the championship. It's not happening. But we need to get to Murray because I'm defending Murray. Here's his, low, his lowest performance was 24 points. His floor is insanely high. Like, if, if you're telling me your quarterback's worst week is going to be 24 fantasy points, whatever, sign me up. So he had a low 24, low 25, low 28. And then his three high games were 34, 43, 45, which everywhere in between is like 29, 30. So he's all over it. But the difference with fantasy football and why I'm choosing Kyler Murray, he's averaging 62 rushing yards a game. That's six fantasy points. Yeah. And he's averaging a touchdown a week also on the ground. Like, And being a Cardinals fan, I can say it because I actually watch every second if they're on the goal line, if it's third and one, fourth and one, they're doing a read option, and he's pulling it. They're he's doing pulling the it. Hill. He's pulling it every single time. And if I'm a coach on the other team, how do you guys not see that? You guys are idiots. So, moving on, we have the top playoff receiver to have weeks 14, 15, 16. So what you're saying is, in the playoffs, who's the one wide receiver you want to take you to a ship? And you got to take into account matchups because you could be the best receiver. You could have Randy Moss with, with Tom Brady, but matchups do matter. Yes, absolutely. And that's where I'm looking at it. And, you know, I may not want to admit it. You say I got to play, you know, I might have to play this guy in the playoffs. But, man, Devontae Adams. 14, 15, 16. He's got, listen to this lineup. Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. 
That is disgusting. And he not only does he have Devon, does uh, Billy Butcher's boys have Devontae Adams, he's got the Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams stack. Oh, trust me, I know. And that's why earlier when I referenced to me looking at matchups and I was like, oh, I'm playing you in the semifinals. Nah, this dude's playing Carolina in the semifinals. Like, and you're talking about like even 14. If he, the, the saving grace here is if this dude gets a bye, it doesn't matter if he played him 14. Yeah, but you're you're just saying overall though, like there's yeah. there's fantasy squads you, out you there look that at that run. Yeah, on, oh, it's insane, dude. It, it is insane. And when Wes sent this on the the docket, that was the first name that came to mind for me was Devonte Adams. And I was looking at it and I was like, man, like Devonte Adams is so good. I, I don't know how you can choose anyone else. And then I started doing more research, and I knew everyone was going to take Devonte Adams. So I was looking and I was like, all right, you know. Who would I actually want? And I think I would want Keenan Allen more. And I know that's not the household name. That's not the DeAndre Hopkins, because we could have brought up DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. But Keenan Allen is the number three receiver overall. Yeah, Devontae Adams is one. But we're going to add some matchups, ready? So his matchups aren't that bad either. Listen to this. He's got Atlanta Week 14, the worst, worst defense in the league, Atlanta. Week 15, he has Las Vegas. Give me that. And then week 16, it sounds good. He has Denver. That's that's a respectable defense. When they played him week 8, he put up 22. I don't know how much some of you guys listening have watched these Chargers games. Herbert, every play, every play is designed to go to Keenan Allen. First read is Keenan Allen. Other than that, the dude looks somewhere else and just tosses the ball wherever. Sometimes, it, like, man, Herbert, he'll throw that ball. He'll throw the ball anywhere on the field. But every time, he's just staring down Keenan Allen and then looking for that second read as a bailout. Well, Adam Schefter told me he has his he has his girlfriend tied up. Keenan Allen, his, he's got his girlfriend tied up. Like, he, <laughs> he told him, hey, you better throw me the ball. And he's getting insane targets. That's the thing. This dude's getting, you know, the last four games... Keenan Allen has 49 targets. It's an, it, it's crazy watching this dude play and just watching Herbert just continually target and target and target. Yeah. And like I said, Keenan Allen's not the name everyone's all on, but if you look at his last five weeks, 23 and a half, 21.7, 26. He had a 13-point week, which is his low, still had a touchdown, and then a 35 and a half. He's not the household name, but this is the guy. And here's going to be my last argument for why I would rather have Allen than Adams. So Adams, his last two weeks, week 15 and 16, they're playing in Lambeau. I don't know if you know this, but in Lambeau is snows. And that could be the deciding factor between these two. Week 15 and 16, it's going to possibly be snowing. And in week 15, Keenan Allen plays in, a, in that badass dome in Vegas. And then in week 16, he's in he's in California. Like, it's yeah, going to be sunny, I mean, 70 you, degrees. You, you could see where the Adams game turns into the running game. And, I mean, maybe that makes the difference. Time and will tell. So, Weto sent in his, uh, his pick for... Breaking news! For his, he, he sent in his pick, and it's uh, for the best playoff wide receiver to have. And he picked Denzel Mims. He said he loved Adam Geese. <laughs> And that the the Jets are the team. Oh my God! So 
Dude, I thought you were serious. Wes is over here looking at his phone, and I was like, yes, Weto is committed. <laughs> he is committed. <laughs> so Denzel Mims from Weto, that's a playoff receiver you want to have. Hey, I, know, I know this isn't on the docket. We might ha- not have time for this. I don't know, but can we fire Gase already? Oh, my God, that guy Can America sucks, just dude. fire that guy? They're, I mean, it's they're holding on to him to get Trevor Lawrence. I mean... <sighs> I mean, what, I mean, what other reason do you have to hold how, on to that? How idiot? bad of a coach are you that they know they're going to fire you, but they're like, hey, we should just keep him at head coach because he we loses. know he'll keep losing and we'll he get loses. Trevor Lawrence. All right. Poor Trevor Lawrence. Hidden gem of the week. Uh, who's your pick? Hidden gem of the week. Hey, before we get to the picks. Recap. Let's talk about the recap. That That's very important. Great pick, by the way. Last week, I picked Michael Pittman. Somewhere, I think around 16 points. In yeah, he had 16.6 six points. Wide receiver, 22. He had a nasty touchdown. Hey, and now that we're talking about the Colts, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Tad. He's a weekly listener. Another shout out. We're, we're going to give a shout out to everyone that's committed here. The person in France we don't know, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to my sister, Alicia. We're going to give a shout out our, to my boy, Glenn. Our France listener, we love you. And then all the work listeners, family, friends, you guys are awesome. We're getting this thing rolling. But Wes was right on with this Colts receiver. He had a touchdown. He's wide receiver number 22. But in my defense, we were all taking him, dude. You just picked him first. It's not fair. We can't all pick Michael Pittman. I don't want to hear it. Just because your guys' picks were shitty. <laughs> no, that is not even true. All right, let's get into mine. I picked Salvin Ahmed, uh, running back for the Miami Dolphins. He had 12.4 points. Yeah, it, it's not 16. I get it, Wes, all right? It's not 16, but I'm going to defend it. You want to know why? 12 points is no hidden gem. It is a hidden gem. You want to know why? <laughs> because if you had to play him in your running back slot, you won. Because he was running back 21, which is better than wide receiver 22. And I, I wide gave, receivers, they're, they're everywhere. I think I gave up on that guy after the fifth play of the game when they said he was down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I definitely won this hit oh, at the end I, of the week. I was mad. So I, was, I, was, like, I, I wasn't watching that game, but he had five carries for like, I don't remember, 20-something yards, and then they said he was out. And I was like, no, my valued listeners are going to hate me. <laughs> but he ended up playing all right, you know, if he had 18 touches overall, he had five catches. So how did Weto's hidden gym of the week do? Not good, but let me, let me finish before we, we roast on Weto right here. So <laughs> he had five catches. If he gets a touchdown, he's at 18, he didn't, whatever. But listen to the people he outproduced, okay? He outproduced James Robinson. He outproduced Alvin Kamara. He outproduced Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt. And then these guys aren't elite, but... He outproduced Giovanni Bernard and McKissick. Like, come on. He was a he was a RB two. Yeah, the McKissick. I and I think we all agreed McKissick yeah, was we, like a we must all start. Agreed. So we'll get into Weddle. Weddle. My guy. Wish you were here. We miss you. But in your honor, I'm wearing a schmedium for you, bro. I got you. But anyways, he picked his uh little gem of the week. It was gonna be Crab Legs, Jameis Winston, and Jameis. He ended up not playing. Is that fair? Like, I mean, we're was, not at the level yet where we're doing podcasts every day. That was the hidden gem of the week. Yeah, I mean, he did fail. How so many points? He ended up with 0.0 points, but he was tied for QB 34. <laughs> oh, 
Man. He was tied with me, you, the rest of the world. <laughs> Wes, how does it feel to be QB 34 in fantasy football? I, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> it was a great week, boys. All right, so, let's get into this week's gym. All right. My hidden gym of the week, since I'm the hidden gym expert champion, this week, hidden champion. gym champion is Derek Carr against the Atlanta Falcons. Boo. Go ahead, explain yourself. Hey, Derek Carr's he's he's sitting on everyone's waiver wire. If you're playing Derek Carr, you're a waiver, you're a streaming quarterback guy, and this is a week you want to stream him. No, I'm just I'm just giving you shit. I I the, agree. The Atlanta Falcons. You can stream like if you're if he's sitting on your waiver wire, pick him up, stream him. This is this is the play of the week. You're looking at a 30 plus week from Derek Carr. No, and, and I definitely agree. I'm just messing with him because he's way too good at these hidden gems. But I'm gonna get you know, mine's not too deep in the weeds, but mine's also a quarterback, and it's someone that almost everyone has counted out. All I hear on, you know, different fantasy football podcasts and websites and ESPN, they all hate on Carson Wentz, and he's my gem of the week. You play Carson Wentz. I'm telling you right now, I guarantee, I guarantee he's QB1 this week. That's top 12, right? Yeah. Guaranteed. I guarantee you. Right. And well, and this is why. I, at first, I thought you were saying he is like the QB1. No, 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 no. I'm not taking him every week, but how can you not play him against Seattle? This week, he plays Seattle. I know he's had a bad stretch. Carson Wentz hasn't done well. But they're not. no one takes into account the, these bad weather games he's been in. Did you see the game against the Browns last week? Oh, yeah. Like, he, he, that was, he was productive, and it was insane. But anyways, he's playing Seattle. Seattle, you, this is what they've put up, led up fantasy-wise to quarterbacks. Week 1, 29, 36, 34. They had a 21 and an 18, and then a 43, 23, 43. The only one they haven't let up points to was Jared Goff two weeks ago, and he still threw over 300 yards. I'm telling you, no one's playing Carson Wentz. He's on your waivers or he's on your bench. He's on the bum's bench. You know, he, he hasn't done well for him. Smash start for me. Yeah, Seattle's terrible against the pass, which makes players like Jalen Rager. That's someone to look at, too, along with Wentz. Yeah, I mean... They Seattle has the worst ranked pass defense and, in the league. And then if you outside but, of Atlanta. But looking at Seattle is just in case they're sitting on your waivers, look at the next stretch of games they got coming. Yeah, Seattle does have a good stretch of games, but I'm telling you, I'm guaranteeing QB one this week for Carson Wentz. And it could bite me, but a little top twelve finish. I have confidence in this, you know. I've always been a Carson Wentz fan. He's had a bad year. He has a bad line. He, This might matter. This might not. Zach Ertz is playing on Monday night, and I I think we're good here. I And I feel the same way. Like I feel like I like Carson Wentz, and I, fe- and I keep saying, like, I, you know, just, you know, a little bit of bad luck here and there, but, I mean, how long are we going to keep saying that for? I, I get Wentz? it. This is the week. If this week he, you know, disrespects me in front of my millions and millions of fans, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to cut him off. The tens and tens of fans. I'm, I'm going to cut him off. But one last shout out before we end this gem of the week. DraftKings, DFS guys, 5,600? They got some sketchy quarterbacks ahead of Carson Wentz. You can get this guy for cheap. 
You thank me later. Do that Jalen Rager Carson Wentz combo. Could you imagine? Because I'm sure Jalen Rager ain't going I mean, up for if much. If Carson Wentz is going to have a good game, Rager is too. Yeah, somebody, somebody is. I don't expect it from uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Like what he was actually back last week with zero points. Yeah, and and shout out to Carson Wentz. I know you're listening. If you disrespect me this week and don't put up 25 points or more, if you don't make QB one, you're cut off, boy. You're done. You're done. You're fired. All right, we made it. The just the two of us. Best BFFs, best friends forever. Man, I was so nervous coming into this. Like, I'm not the one-liner guy. You're not the one-liner guy. Like, nah. Weta, we miss you, dog. We miss you. But, but goddamn, at least we made it. That, that was all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your families. And for you, Weta, yo, Adrian, we made it. We made it. See you next week, boys.